and welcome back to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I'm joined by a couple special people, one who's returning for the first time in a long time, Beth Grable. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. It's been many couples time. of weeks. It's been welcome about back. time to have you back, Beth. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. to be back. Jason Wheland, yeah. you're... Old your, news. Yeah. Everyone Everyone's kinda like knows ah, you're around. That guy no one really cares. Everyone oh, <laughs> okay. loves the banter between the two of you. Well, we do like to kick it around a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, it's another Tuesday and another episode of Doable Discipleship. However, it is not just a usual episode of Doable Discipleship. Today we're doing something that we've not done before. We've just kicked off, even though it felt like we were kicking off gradually, mm-hmm. we've just fully kicked off the forty days of prayer campaign for all of our campuses. Um, you're probably participating in that if you're a member of Saddleback Church. You've probably already gotten into a small group. If you haven't, do that right away. There's still time. <laughs> uh, so get into a small group, start a group. You can do that at saddleback.com slash pray40host. Check that out. Or you can show up on campus at your campus for Central Life small groups as well. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, so check out the event calendar at your campus, and you can find out what they've got going on for that. So make sure you're in a group for this campaign. But here's what we're doing for uh, for doable discipleship for the course of this six-week period, uh, each week we're going to be basically doing a response to the weekend message. So uh, if you've been in a campaign before, you know that everything we do at Saddleback aligns around uh, the same content. Um, So you'll have Pastor Rick speaking on the weekend on that topic. You'll have Pastor Rick teaching in our small groups on uh, his video messages about that topic. Discussion in the group is about that topic. Our kids and students, everybody gets on that topic. And of course, in this series, it's the topic of prayer. And so what we've decided to do with Doable Discipleship, because this is the first campaign that Doable Discipleship has lived through, yeah. uh, which is exciting, our first is. our first rodeo in that way. <laughs> uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to talk through Pastor Rick's weekend message, which hopefully you've been able to see. Uh, and if you haven't seen that, you can always go to saddleback.com slash online and check out Pastor Rick's message. So it'd yeah. be great for you to watch that one. And this is something that you can do, even if you're not a member of Saddleback, go online Absolutely. and watch the... A message from this weekend, as as Doug said, saddlebike.com slash online, or yeah. just go on the church's YouTube channel, on, which you may be viewing this on right now, mm-hmm. yeah. and just watch the weekend message, um, because you'll want to have seen that before watching this, because it won't uh, make as much sense. Yeah, preferably. We'll give you kind of a, yeah. an overview of the message, but it, it's definitely going to be ideal for you to go yeah. and check out the, the full version. So make sure you do that. Like Jason said, this is a way that anybody, wherever you are, whether you're connected to Saddleback or not really... You can still you can still enjoy this portion of the campaign, which is a cool thing. I also think if you're not a regular part of Saddleback, it might be helpful for us to explain the term campaign because I think other churches sometimes when you hear the word campaign, you think financial yeah. campaign. Well, I would say just go back and watch last week's episode. We we talked with Steve Gladen and uh, Jason Williams about that, and we talked about what campaign is and exactly yeah. why we do that at Saddleback mm-hmm. and and how we all align around that. So just check out. Uh, episode 19. By the way, Whoa. I just realized in saying that, this is our 20th episode. Ooh. Everybody all give mile, me a high five. All the milestones we're going <laughs> to yes. celebrate. We, we celebrated so 16, <laughs> yeah. and now we're celebrating 20. There we uh, go. Every awesome. single <laughs> week that we continue is a victory in my book. Uh, anyway, so yes, make sure you check out the messages. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. As we go through this past weekend's message, uh, each of us, myself, Jason, Beth, we're going to just be having a really simple, free-flowing conversation where we talk about what stuck out to us in the message. And hopefully as as hopefully you've listened to the message and as you listen to us, you've had time to process what stuck out to you as well. And we'd love to hear about that, by the way. So if there's something that stuck out to you that we don't bring up in the show, um, drop it in the comments or send it to us. Send us your thoughts. We're always excited to get those from you. But we're going to share 
what stuck out to us and what mm-hmm. we want to apply to our lives coming off uh, the weekend message and as we look ahead to meeting with our small groups in the coming week and all that stuff. So here's a quick overview of Pastor Rick's message from this last uh, last week. It's called, Who Do You Think You're Talking To?, uh, which got a chuckle when he yeah. <laughs> said that to the crowd. It's a great, great title. <laughs> um, but the, the main crux of this, uh, and we're going to get into more of the particulars, but the big idea here is getting an understanding of who God is, because that is the God that you're approaching in prayer. Um, not the God that you may be picturing, not the God uh, that you may have misconceptions about, as we'll talk about in a minute, but who God really is has a big influence on the way that we pray. Mm-hmm. And so Rick kind of went after uh, sort of helping us get our head around who God is so that we know, as we said, who we're talking to. So here's here's what he said. He, he says uh, basically five big points. Uh, he says, because God is always good, so that's the first premise, God is always good. And because he's always good, five things are true. The first, because God is always good, God's plans for my life will always be good. So we can always trust that what God is trying to accomplish in our lives is going to be good as well, because he's good. And because God is always good, number two, uh, God always gives me what I need and not what I deserve. So this is an important one. He talks about the idea of mercy and how God doesn't give us what we deserve, but gives Mm -hmm. us what we need. Uh, Number three, because God is always good, God puts my own good above his own good. He talks about the sacrifice that God makes for us and the way he prioritizes our good. Uh, Number four, because God is always good, he does not say yes to every request. That's a big one that I look forward to coming back to. He doesn't say yes to everything we ask for in prayer because God cares about us and he knows that sometimes our requests are wrong. Mm -hmm. And number five, because God is always good, he invites us to live with him forever. So that was kind of the crescendo of the message, and we'll, we'll get back to that in just a few minutes. But mm-hmm. I think you guys had some thoughts on, uh, or at least Beth, you did on the first point. Yeah. So because God's good, God's plans for my life will always be good. What stuck out to you about that? Sure. Well, first of all, I love the verse that Pastor Rick attached to this point, and that mm-hmm. is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. We talked about this as a team this past week, and that reads, I know what I've planned for you, says the Lord. I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. My plans will give you hope and a good future. Hmm. And when you call to me and pray to me, I will listen to you. And then if you continue to read on, it goes on to say, when you seek God with your whole heart, you will find him. And hmm. um, I, it makes me think, Pastor Rick talked about misconceptions that keep us from seeking God with our whole heart. Yeah. And um, so I know for me, when he said that, I paused and just thought, like, what are the misconceptions I've had about God in the past? Maybe not right now, but about God in the past. And so... You know, Pastor Rick mentioned a couple of misconceptions. One that stuck out to me was Santa Claus. You know, Mm -hmm. we see God as Santa Claus. Are we on the nice list? Are we on the naughty list? Mm -hmm. I'm sure I've been on both, you know. And um, but what's what misconceptions I've had about God are seeing God as a judge or seeing Mm -hmm. God as a referee, you know, always, always waiting to see was was that okay? Was that not okay? Um, I I think my personal favorite was Crouching Tiger God. Oh, yes, you did. (laughs) You had, I love that one. one. (laughs) Just always on the prowl, ready to pounce, like you do something wrong and he gets you for it (laughs) (laughs) but i think there's we can laugh about it but i think there are so many of us that have these crazy misconceptions about about god that keep us from going to god or Mm. keep us from believing in the goodness of god yeah we have like all these caveats like we approach god but then there's all these like right sensitivities or right things that keep us from really moving into an intimate place i liked Mm -hmm. uh, what he said i i wrote on my notes uh in relationship to to that main point or that first point is that it doesn't matter what you think of God. What matters is who God really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like what, what people think about God does nothing to change who God actually is. Mm-hmm. God exists as he is without respect for what we think or don't think about him. Like he objectively exists as he is. Mm-hmm. And, and I love what Rick was doing here, trying to help us to see God as he truly is so we can approach him 
uh, the way he truly desires and in a way that that really fosters that intimate closeness. Yeah, and it's yeah. that idea that we don't make God up in our mind like God doesn't exist yeah. just based on what we think of him as. Right, yeah. and I or think who that's, we project him as. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And I think that can be so often, you know, people are like, oh, God is this, is this. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, well, you know, God is actually this, this, this from the Bible yeah. or whatever. He is not our invention. Like, yeah. We don't get to like cobble God together right. however, we, however we choose, <laughs> right. which I think is... That, that raises lots God. of big problems. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Lego God. Yeah, I like to think of God as like a connects God. Right. <laughs> I remember Erector Set. That, those were the days. Metal toys. Those were the those. days. <laughs> anyway. Um, so uh, Pastor Rick actually went on to say his, one of his quotes that he loves to say when we talk about misconceptions of God is, God is not mad at you. He's mad about you. And I just yeah. think, what does it look like for God to be mad about us? That's That totally shifts our perspective of yeah. God, you know, to think about that God's not mad at us. He's not sitting from a judgment seat. Mm. He's mad about us. And so he's willing to defend us, protect us, love us, show us yeah. goodness. And that yeah. just changes things for and, a lot of and people. And just listen to us. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. some, I just, I try to remember to thank God often for the simple fact that as I pray, he's hearing me. Yep. God, I thank you that even now as I speak, you're you're hearing me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that in itself is a privilege. That in itself is an expression of God's goodness and his love, which flows from his goodness yep. for me. That's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. What did you have, Jason? Yeah. Um I um so I want to hit on some actionable items for these uh, points because yeah. this is doable discipleship. So we want to hit um, make sure that we're hitting that strong. Um, so as Beth was talking about with misconceptions, I think is one thing that you guys can do at home is to just is write down a list of things that you have thought about God or write down a list of things that you may you know, be unsure, like, is God this? Is God asking those type of questions so that as we go through this series, and especially like with this message, um, because God is always good, is looking at how our misconceptions can be answered by what the Bible says about mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. God reveals himself through scripture. So it's it's important to take that time and be like, okay, this is what I've always thought about God, but God actually says this about himself. Yep. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah. I'd encourage you to do that. Well, hang on on that because I, th- I will. I think, <laughs> yeah, you will. Uh, I mean, this this can be as simple as just two columns on a sheet of paper. Yeah, you know, like like just taking it down to like the ground floor. Just maybe write a list of of things that you've thought. And and it, what may help, what comes to mind, what may help with this is instead of writing down your thoughts about who you've thought God to be in the past, that may be a big part of it. But I bet that one of the best ways to get at those mm-hmm. root ideas mm-hmm. is to write down the way you've felt toward God. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of that is driven by feeling. Like I yep. feel like God sees me this way or I feel like God. So we, we think, but we also feel. So just mm-hmm. when you stop for a second and just think, okay, when I talk to God and, and I, I, if I think of him looking back at me, what's his expression toward me? Mm-hmm. How do I think he sees me? So it, it may have to go almost below the thinking level and down to the feeling level. Like mm-hmm. what's sure. your gut impression uh, about how God looks at you. And and then, like Jason was saying, then write a second column and, and write an answer to each of those feelings. You know, if you've got five of them, mm-hmm. on the other side, on the other column, write what you know to be true about God based on what you've uh, seen taught in the Bible, what you hear from Pastor Rick on the weekends and that kind of stuff. Like, what are the tr- what's the truth about God? Mm-hmm. And reconcile that with what you've thought in the past and kind of 
I think it's a great exercise to start putting to bed some of the yeah. wrong misconceptions mm-hmm. that inhibit us. It's a great idea. Yeah. And one thing that stuck out to me with this uh, first point that God's plan for my life will always be good is it, it, uh, for me, it was impactful when Rick was talking about the story of Joseph. Um, mm-hmm. it, if you have your outline from the weekend, it was the third verse under point one is, is, is from Genesis fifty twenty. And so just something that I'd encourage you guys to do is to go back and just read through the story of Joseph. I believe it starts in Genesis 37 and it goes through Genesis 50, but it's just, it's a great story. And it's, it's so clear how God has made, you know, or how, how how God took all of the bad things that happened in Joseph's life Mm -hmm. and ultimately he used them for his good. And it's just, it's a great story that way. Read the Bible. Don't go listen to the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, um, <laughs> but actually go through and read, you know, Which I'm sure Jason Genesis. could sing a few lines from that for us right now. Maybe some other time on like a special edition, <laughs> we'll go through we'll and do, a blooper do some episode. of that stuff. <laughs> Jason and show tunes. There we go. Great. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, so we had a couple of really great points right there for point one. So that yeah. was talking about our misconceptions mm-hmm. about God and then going back through and reading the story of Joseph. In point two, as a refresher, it was God always gives me what I need and not what I deserve. And um, I think a big thing about this is just the idea that sometimes we harbor our own um, sins because we feel this guilt and the or, or this embarrassment. So um, one action item to do is, is, is take some time and think through, is there anything that you are hanging on to because you feel the sense of guilt or embarrassment that you don't want to bring it up again? You don't want to talk to God about it mm-hmm. or whatever. But it, you know, but as we look at God as good, is that he wants to, he offers grace and mercy, Right. As Rick said, like you may, you know, say, God, I'm so sorry about about what you know this sin I did, and God's like, what's you know, what's in, mm. you know. So yeah. just is we have that freedom to feel a release from these sins. We don't need to be holding on to this guilt or this embarrassment or shame or whatever mm-hmm. because because of what Christ did. So just offer that back up to Him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want this to hang on to me. I don't want this to be the cloud that wrecks my day, my week, my month, my year, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. good. That's good. Uh, number three, uh, just to touch on this briefly, so we get like the full. Kind of, we have a full kind of picture of the message. Um, God puts my good above His own good. Uh, Rick talked a lot about here about the miracle of the gospel, yeah. mm-hmm. and he was just saying that the miracle of the gospel is that the shepherd laid down his own life for the sheep. And and the real crux here is that uh, it's just helping us get a picture of the radical love that God has toward us and mm-hmm. that if God is willing to do that for us, um, we can trust that he's willing to care for us and to meet our other needs and to, um, to show his goodness to us in a continual way. Mm-hmm. Um, Romans 4.25 said, Jesus died for our sins and rose again to make us right with God, filling us with God's goodness. In Romans 8.32, since God, I love this one, since God did not spare even his own son, but gave Christ up for us all, won't he also now give us everything else we need? So this idea that if God's love can be expressed with such power and and so dramatically on the cross through his death, burial, and resurrection, if we can trust God to do something that enormous for us, we can also trust him to do 
the things that come so easily for him to mm-hmm. listen and to answer and um, and to meet our needs. Mm-hmm. So I love that one. Uh, but th- the next point, number four, really stuck out to me a lot. Just Let's as, go back to point three. Oh, are you all right. are you good with Pumped that? Pumped yeah, and brakes. I, I didn't that, know you had, a thing, I didn't know you had a thing there. I didn't know you had a thing there. We talked about this right before we, we filmed, did. but it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. I think this whole <laughs> concept is, of filling us, you know, going back to Romans 4.25, Jesus died for our sins and rose again to make us right with God, filling us with God's goodness. Well, what happens when we're completely mm-hmm. filled? We start to overflow. And so I think a great action step for all of us is thinking, what does this overflow of God's love look like in our lives? And so for uh, for many of us, maybe it's serving someone in our family, mm. serving someone in our community, serving someone in our neighborhood, mm. um, in our workplace. And so we just encourage everyone listening and watching to think about what is a great next step you could take to serve someone close to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was going to talk about this at the very end, but I think it actually fits in really well right here, is in the flap in the bulletin. So if you if you got a bulletin this weekend, um, on the flap it says, a pray it forward. There you go. You can see it if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't <laughs> yeah, think about that. Thanks for showing yeah. the podcast <laughs> audience. Everyone look on, through your microphone. If you're on the podcast, this. it says pray it forward. And it's just this, uh, it's, it's this encouragement um, to... Basically, it's to take some time for someone in, or to take the time to pray for someone in need of a breakthrough. It mm-hmm. says, encourage them with a gift, card, or scripture, and send it anonymously. Watch what God will do as you pray it forward. Mm-hmm. So as we talk about this idea of wanting to serve others and that overflow of goodness, mm-hmm. I, I I would encourage you to think about how you can pray it forward this weekend, mm-hmm. or 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 this week, and through the whole campaign. Hmm. Um, you know, who is somebody that is in need of prayer or encouragement or in need of a breakthrough, as it says in there? And uh, and how can you offer them some support and encouragement, and especially prayer, um, throughout the week? And it can be super simple. I was yeah. telling these guys before we started the podcast, my our family just walked through a season of surgery for one of our sons. And my sister created a, a fun playlist on Spotify yeah. and sent it to us. And it was it's just so joyful. We listen to it mm. every morning on our way into work and on our way to school. And it's just fun. And it's just really encouraging. It reminds yeah. us that she's praying for us and that she's, you know, just cheering us on in this season. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I think it was under this point that uh, Pastor Rick was talking about um, how very often God answers prayers through other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, dealing with the questions of like, where was God when, you know, these really awful things happened? Where was God during, you know, the recent uh, tragedy in Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. And Pastor Rick shared his own personal story with Matthew. Where was God and all those things? Mm-hmm. Um, but God is always there. And very often he's uh, meeting our needs and caring for, for us through the people around us. And mm-hmm. I know that's a big part of Rick's story. Yeah. So I love that that overflow idea that, that the way that overflows in us can can spill God's goodness uh, and his love onto others as well. Absolutely. Can I go ahead now? I don't want to make four. you guys mad. Yes. Yeah, no, okay. no we're all please. good. Number four, <clears throat> God does not say yes to every request. Mm, that's a good one. This is, a, this is one that, um, this is one for, I think, especially for people who have been on the road for a while. Like this is one that we all, I think, even at later stages of, of spiritual growth still have to wrestle with. Like you mm-hmm. don't really... Like this one doesn't necessarily get easy for you just because you've been a believer for a while, that kind of thing. If anything, but, I think it gets harder because we almost have this expectation that God will respond to yeah. our every request. Yeah, and it's been my experience actually, and I've heard Pastor Tom say this before too, that a lot of times like when you're a new believer, God will often give you mm-hmm. some some easy wins, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like, you know, when you're little, you play t-ball right. and then you get up and you play hardball right. and it, it does you know you're not 
the, the, the ball is not being sat in front of you anymore. It's being right. thrown at you at like 60, 70, 80 miles an hour. So you, you have to like, you, you work up and as you develop, things get tougher and mm-hmm. the challenges that you face become greater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's definitely true. I think, and I think we probably have all experienced this in some degree, but early on God may, you know, kind of slow pitch things for us and just kind of uh, give us some early wins to sort of build our faith. But then as time goes on, um, God really starts like Pastor Rick and I says, he he cranks up the knob, he turns up the heat, and as we progress from that come and see to come and go, come and die, or as we say on the show a lot, the knowledge to character progression, mm-hmm. God cranks up the heat on us, and sometimes the answers become less. I mean, they just they become tougher. They mm-hmm. become answers that are about developing us, mm-hmm. and not just about making us happy or mm-hmm. just about you know giving us that push that we need. Sometimes God begins to really tighten the pressure a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so Pastor Rick talked about the ways that God answers prayer. Of course, sometimes God says yes. Um, but the focus on this point was, what are the alternate answers that God uses? Because Pastor yeah. Rick said, God always answers prayer. There's mm-hmm. there's no prayer that God doesn't answer. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what's the answer that he gives. <laughs> right. I, I, he kind of hinted at the idea that we have this misconception that it's either yes or no answer. <laughs> right. like, like when we say answered prayer, what we mean is, prayer that God said yes to and acted on right yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Um, he also talks about God as saying that God is not a vending machine. Like we can't yeah. just come up and pick out whatever answer we want. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And even a vending machine has a cost. So if you think of God that way, it's like God might, might be like, well, I might give that to you, but here's what's going to cost you but first. Or here's how I want you to The price go. just went up. <laughs> <laughs> the price is wrong, Bob. Uh, anyway, so... He gave us three answers in addition to the yes. We're all familiar with the yes. We all love the yes, but then there are three others. Mm-hmm. And the first one is no, which is, Pastor Rick said, that's that's what God says when the request is wrong. Mm-hmm. When you're asking for something that you just should not have, the, mm-hmm. just the wrong thing. Uh, and, and God has said no to lots of our prayers. In fact, God has probably said no to the majority of your prayers mm-hmm. over the years because yeah. he knows in his in his transcendent wisdom that that's not the right thing for you and mm-hmm. you know he, he compares it to like how we rear our kids you know sometimes no is the best answer that a kid can receive even though that may cause a tantrum yeah and it's <laughs> sure. not like god is being vindictive in his nose <laughs> it's instead he's being good yeah in his nose he's not saying no and then throwing his head back in a long yeah. <laughs> evil laugh or anything like that no he's he's saying no because he knows that 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 will harm us ultimately mm-hmm. um i i think of the i think of the idea like Amelia asks me to drive all the time. Like she wants to drive and you the don't car. Let her, <laughs> and she's four, and I don't <laughs> let her do it. And I'm like, baby, when you're bigger, baby, when you're bigger. But actually, that'll come to to the next one, actually, or or the next two. The the second one. Uh, so no, then there's slow, uh, and slow just means now's not the right time. It may be the right request, but it's not the right time, mm-hmm. and we need to let some more time elapse before. So maybe circumstances need to change before God is is going to answer that mm-hmm. that. That request. I think that's such a big one and something that can be really hard for us is yep. this idea of, of knowing like, wait, but this is my timetable. Yeah. And God's like, uh, no, I, it's my timetable. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and you don't even know how I'm trying to work things out. So just hold your horses. Right. And that can be tough. <laughs> right. Pastor Rick actually talked about this as a sign of maturity when we can separate <clears throat> out the no from the not yet. And it makes me think about yeah. my own teenage sons who every time I say not yet, they say, so basically what you're saying is no. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, think about me. I'm saying not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's it, it doesn't go away just from, you know, as you grow, like there's always things where you're like, like, oh, come on, like, don't you know what's happening? So it's, yeah. 
Yeah, go get me a snack and then maybe it'll become a maybe. Or a yes. Yeah. <laughs> Any recent examples you want to share, Jason? Oh, we're in a season right now of this slow. Like my wife and I have been praying for something for, you know, a while and we're just mm-hmm. been in this slow period where it's, you know, it's just, you know, I... I I know it's God saying just it's not yet, not mm. yet. And it can be hard for us because we're like, you know, it doesn't fit with how we view things going or whatnot. But at the same time, like, I have no doubt that God has other things in play. And I can already see how things have, have come about or happened through the waiting. Mm-hmm. And so it's just knowing, it's saying, okay, God, was is this enough? Is it now? Is it time? Mm. Not yet? Okay. Okay. We're waiting. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's just learning to be okay with that is is tough. Yeah. but. It's always a, there's always a, there's always these chronological problems when you are following a God who exists in a realm that is completely (laughs) apart from time, you know, like you can't even think of God as like existing forever in terms of like length of time. There's no, like not this infinite past and infinite future. Like Mm -hmm. God is a God who exists completely with, he, he has no regard for time, at least concerning himself, because he exists in a, in a plane that. Time Doesn't is irrelevant. Yeah. There is no time. You got, time is a thing that God made. Mm-hmm. And so when you've got temporal creatures like us that are like, we're stuck in time, you know, we, sure. so for us, things can feel ultra long. And for God, it's like the blink of an eye, you know, like the scriptures tell us very yeah. simply for him, a day is like a thousand years and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it can always be tough for us. But what I, what I think of like in my own past and what I think of when we look at the Bible it's like no matter what God does, we're always griping about it. It's mm-hmm. like if he if he says to the yeah. Israelites, "All right, guys, get up now. It's time to leave. <laughs> it's time to leave Egypt and head to the Promised yeah, Land." It's like, ah, oh, it's too hard. Why we should have stayed in Egypt? Blah blah blah. Why now? So it's like God Man, moves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, God, God moves, and people complain about it. God waits. People complain about it. like, <laughs> so when will you hear us, O oh Lord? Ah, like we're always demanding like this quick response and do it now. Um, yeah. So I guess it's just a part of it. Like we have to, we have to be willing to accept God's timeline, which is which is sometimes a lot longer and sometimes shorter. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to recognize there are both sides to that. Like yeah. God, yeah. sometimes you'll mm-hmm. feel like God is pushing you beyond your limits by moving things too quickly. But sure. but in that, God is also growing you, and there's a process to that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the second answer is slow. No, slow. And the last one is uh, a really important one: um, th- grow. Yes, no, slow, grow. Which grow is the answer that God gives when he says that request may be right, but you need to grow before mm-hmm. you're able to receive that. This is actually a better example of like Amelia driving the car. It's like, sure. that's not really a no. That's not like a forever no. You're never going to do that. Um, but that's, it's unless you can't pass her driving test. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it's illegal, a, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you need to get bigger. You need to get, you know, you, you just need to mature before you're you ready to, to do that. driver's license. Yeah, that takes a certain level of maturity, you know. Yeah. And again, in in... My wonderful wisdom. I know that a four-year-old behind the wheel of the car is going to endanger herself and others, and mm-hmm. my property, others' property, <laughs> all that stuff. So she couldn't see above the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, I don't know. I think she'd have to have her little brother working the pedals, and she'd be up there <laughs> like, "Jude, hit the gas, pal!" And they'd end up driving like into the, the living room or something like that. Right. Anyway, so yeah, yes, no, slow, grow. We have to we have to come to embrace that God always answers prayer, mm-hmm. but He does it um, sometimes in ways that you know just aren't exactly what we want. Now, depending on which service you watch this weekend, you have yes, no, slow, grow, but Pastor Rick also talked about it as no, slow, grow, go, and go Ooh. just being the green light, you know, when you pray about something and almost instantaneously yeah. that gives you the green light. And I think this idea will come up in your small group studies a little later, yeah. too. I think it's when, when in one of the later weeks, it, this is one of the focuses, and it does say no, s- slow, grow, go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, which sounds like a substitution of the yes. So if you it take is. the yes off of mine and put the go at the end, right. you still got the four. There you go. I thought you just didn't like the word go, and I was like, why is he saying it like that? But it's because no, we saw That's not the version I heard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we like to keep things spicy at Saddleback. We, we do. don't like to let things settle. Uh, anyway, so so my, my takeaway or my action step on that one is, is I'm, and, and this isn't one that you can necessarily like stop and go do right now. It's more of a um, start developing this as a practice and as a way of thinking. Mm-hmm. But but start to embrace God's uh, forms of answers. And and um, it might even be helpful when you pray to not just, sometimes we say those things like, if it's your will, God, and blah, blah, blah. But it, it might be helpful for you in your own development to just say, God, uh, here's what I'm asking for, and I accept whatever answer you give, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, no, slow, grow, or go. I, I accept whatever that is. And, and I think that would help us change the posture to where we 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 accept from the get-go that God is going to do what he sovereignly chooses to mm-hmm. do, uh, and then and we're trying to conform ourselves to his will, and that we just receive whatever he gives in that, mm-hmm. um, rather than always coming to the table and, and walking away feeling dejected because God didn't give us the go, he gave us the slow. Uh, and by the way, you don't always know in the moment whether it's a slow it's or a so no. <laughs> so that's always that's or a grow like, or a yeah. grow. You don't always know. God, God doesn't or always. Go if we're not paying attention, sometimes <laughs> yeah. we have a hard time. It's not the magic eight ball. Like, what is it, God? Ah, grow. I got okay. it. <laughs> well, at least then I'd be able. To, we don't have that perspective on time. But anyway, just uh, developing an attitude that is accepting of whatever answer God may give. Mm-hmm. And then there's number five. Number five is He invites us to live with Him forever, and. Uh, Beth, you had some good thoughts on this, but this, um, Pastor Rick basically just kind of brought home the goodness of God, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that his goodness is uh, absolutely overflowing, and his ultimate goal for us is to to be close, to have us as his family with him forever and ever. Mm -hmm. What were the notes you had on that? Yeah, so he talked about when we understand the goodness of God, we can actually pray with power and with Mm -hmm. passion and with purpose. And so the opposite of that is when we don't understand the goodness of God, we're praying void of those things, Mm -hmm. void of passion, void of purpose, void of power. And so I think that just brings new meaning to understand. Why is it so important to understand the goodness of God? It really is because it shapes our prayer life. Mm. Um, It gives us more purpose, more passion, and more power to understand those things. Yeah, you you get to pray to God as he truly is. Mm -hmm. You know? Absolutely. You get to, you you pray with confidence if you you know you have a good God. Mm -hmm. If you still have all those misconceptions about who God may or may not be, or does Mm -hmm. he really love me, or uh, does he just want to like, drop the hammer on me kind of thing. You can't pray with confidence. Right. If anything, you're, you're not motivated to pray at all. Right. So I think getting, I, I love that this was the, the kickoff week because I think this is really truly fundamental mm-hmm. to this entire campaign. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the truth about God, then praying makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, or if the God that you believe in is contrary to the God that actually exists, again, praying makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's good. Yep. You want to take us into the, sure. who was going to take us into the, that I prayer will. exercise for the week? So Pastor Rick, at the end of his message this past weekend, he left us with a question and he said, what do you want to see God do in these next 40 days? And so we just want to encourage you to think through that question, but we also want to encourage you to actually spend some time in prayer this week. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple action items that were in your notes from this weekend um, were just to pray this week. Pray about your heart. Ask God to revive your heart. Um, Pray for your small group and with your small group and pray for your church family and with your church family. Mm. Um, In particular, we talked, Doug mentioned, you know, the tragedy in Vegas this past week. Well, here in Southern California or Saddleback Church as a whole, we've been also affected by this tragedy. We've had 
several yeah. of our members, several people we know involved um, in that in that tragedy. And so just pray for those people. Pray for the yeah. churches in Las Vegas who are responding to this crisis. Pray for the families who are yeah. mourning the loss of their loved ones. Pray for the people who are still mm-hmm. recovering in the hospital. They're still, yeah. you know, over 500, almost 600 people recovering yeah. in the uh, hospital mm. from this tragedy, which is just crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, so a, there are a lot of people affected by this yeah. tragedy. So pray specifically in that way. Yeah. I, I add to that one. The one that I, that was on my heart the other day, just re- relating to Vegas, is the thousands of people who are walking away mm. just traumatized by that, right. you know, and, and yeah. they may not even realize the number of ways that that's going to, to kind of crop up for mm-hmm. them in the coming uh, months and years. I talked to a, a couple of volunteers of ours that I got to chat with on the patio, mm-hmm. and um, and they were just sharing very honestly. They took me through their whole story. They were there. There was a there was a shot on CNN where he took a screenshot on his phone because he was watching this video, where as they were panning over um, the festival grounds, they were like, he he shows me his phone. He goes, "Those are our lawn chairs that we were sitting there mm-hmm. when wow. this all went down." Like wow. it, so, that's how like they were right there in the middle of it when it all started happening and. And that was my first question to them was, how are you sleeping? How are you doing? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I've been praying for is for those thousands of people who are going to have the lingering effects of this trauma. Absolutely. Um, making sure they get the help and counseling that they need, making mm-hmm. sure that, um, you're just praying that God kind of comforts them so they can just get the simple things like sleep and mm-hmm. um, just those basic things that they need to be to be healthy and to recover from this terrible ordeal. And then that yeah. also makes me think to think about praying for the counselors and the pastors yeah. who are walking alongside of those thousands of people yeah. um, mm-hmm. who have experienced this tragedy as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Well, why don't we um, wrap it up with prayer? I don't think we can, we can't do uh, this series through uh, 40 days of prayer without wrapping each of these episodes up mm-hmm. in prayer. Do you have anything else you want to add yeah, before we go? Uh, I, yeah, we just wanted to make sure to touch on the daily prayer prompts. So that's something that um, is being offered through the campaign. Um, it, you can get them as a text message or as an email, I believe. So yeah. you can go yeah. to saddleback.com slash pray40devo. Maybe we'll put that in the show notes yeah. and people can sign up for those. Um, so you can get a daily prayer prompt uh, sent to you, which would be great. Um, also, we just wanted to, um, it's probably something that we should have said at the beginning, but but for these six weeks, we're actually doing our podcast here as a partnership with the Message Action Plan. So um, if you aren't signed up for that, it's an email that goes out every week uh, that um, gives action items off of the weekend message. So you can yeah. sign up for that at saddleback.com slash map. Again, those will be in the show notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right. Great. I'll close this out in prayer. Heavenly Father, thanks for um, just giving us such a good just a powerful and momentous start to this 40 days of prayer campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know just just being here at Saddleback and this just feels like something is really just upwelling at Saddleback, like something powerful is happening and beginning to, to take shape. Uh, I thank you so much for just the, the I, I just thank you in advance for what I know we're going to see occur in our church over the next uh, 40 days. I thank you for... Um, just the excitement that I'm seeing in our people as they pick up their campaign materials and go back to their group. Uh, I know that my wife and I um, just keep talking about how excited we are for this campaign and the personal breakthroughs that we hope to experience as we enter into prayer more deeply with you. Uh, So Father, starting off, I just pray for our entire church family and everyone beyond our church family who's uh, experiencing this campaign, maybe from afar. I pray that you uh, make this you know, we call it a spiritual growth campaign, and I pray that it would achieve that goal for each person that's listening and, and taking part, that they would find themselves growing spiritually, um, that they would experience all the goodness uh, that you have for them, and that they would uh, sort of unlock 
some of the, the good things that you want to give if they'll just ask, that they'll unlock um, the truth about who you are, and that they'd uh, learn to pray in a new way, in a way that is deeper and richer and more uh, filled with passion and just fuller than anything that they've uh, been able to do in the past, and that, and that that in itself would be a breakthrough for them. Um, so we just pray for um, our entire church family going through this campaign. We pray for Pastor Rick. Um, these campaigns are always just a really tiring time for him because he's just he's working hard on these weekend messages, and we pray that you continue to just fill him and strengthen him and give him the wisdom to, to share um, the truth that I know you're giving him with our entire church family. Uh, and Father, we do uh, take a moment of pause, and um, even though um, you know about a week has passed now, um, the events of Las Vegas are still super, super fresh in our minds. And um, like Beth was saying earlier, there are still people that are fighting for their lives in, in hospitals in Las Vegas. And uh, so, God, we remember them in prayer, and we ask that you would um, heal them, um, strengthen them, and encourage them. Uh, some of them are, are simultaneously dealing with injury and the sudden loss of a loved mm-hmm. one. Uh, and God, I can't even imagine what it feels like to bear even one of those things. Um, much less both of those together. And so I pray for the hurting, I pray for the brokenhearted, and I pray that um, uh, that they, even they, would experience your goodness in these coming uh, days and weeks. Uh, Lord, we pray for those um, who uh, who went away from that just feeling, um, for lack of a better word, just traumatized, who, who experienced out of nowhere um, this horrifying event and uh, who now are struggling as they... Um, just feel feelings of fear in in places and times where they used to just feel totally safe, where it never even used to cross their mind, and now they feel um, those those feelings of dread that may come out of nowhere. And I pray that you'd uh, soothe them and comfort them. I pray that you would give them um, wise counsel from those around them, and that they'd seek the proper help, and that they'd um, get counseling so that they can heal from this from this event. But that's what's on my heart right now: that thousands mm-hmm. of people um, are feeling the reverberations of that terrible event. Uh, so I pray that you would uh, heal them internally in in the emotional and, and mental way that comes with that. Lord, we thank you for uh, always hearing us. We love you, and we thank you for your goodness toward us, um, that you draw near to us in prayer, and that you you listen to us, not just as a as a transcendent God, but as our Heavenly Father. We love you, and we ask all this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks for being here, Beth. Yeah, we'll probably great. see more Thanks of you over the next 40 days. I'm have a feeling that will be true. I can almost guarantee. We'll see you next week, everybody. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows, your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.